Welcome back to the International Sisters Helpline with me, Jessie from the UK. I'm Lena from Latvia. I'm Jennifer from Germany. And I'm Pauline from France. We are four European sisters on a mission to open up conversations on controversial and taboo topics. Our aim is to make women feel seen and valuable. Each episode we have guests that will help us shine some light on topics not spoken about enough. Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode. Today's episode is about beauty standards. As women, we are very often impacted by these beauty standards, intentionally or not. We sometimes let them dictate our actions and the way we look at ourselves. In this episode, we welcome Connie Sobsack, author of the book Embody and co-founder of the Body Positive Organization, to talk about these beauty standards and how to overcome them by learning and practicing body positivity and self-love. Hello, Connie. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Pauline? It's nice to be here. I'm good. It's really nice to meet you, too. So I'd like to start this episode by talking about the international perception of beauty standards, because as you may know, we are all from a different country, and so is Connie. So how about the beauty standards in the US, the UK, Latvia, Germany, and France, and how are they impacting you or have impacted you by the past? Connie, if you'd like to start. Sure, I can talk about beauty standards in the United States. Also, just to, for everybody listening to know, I'm, I'm 62, so I um, have a different uh, relationship with beauty standards today. But when I was young, I was fully impacted. And I think that there's really not a lot of difference from when I was growing up, except that there's just more access to content because of social media. Yet when I was growing up, there were the standards that are, you know, that thin, tall, blonde, um, kind of emaciated for me when I was growing up. It was soon after the 60s and the Twiggy thing. So in the 70s, it was, um, you know, pretty thin. We all felt like we had to be very thin. And I got an eating disorder because of it. So that's how it affected me. Um, my sister, um, Stephanie, also had an eating disorder and then also got breast implants because she felt that something was wrong with her breasts and thought her nipples were deformed. And when she went to the plastic surgeon, he said, well, why don't we make your breasts bigger while you're here? And so she did. One of them was faulty. They crushed the implant with their hands and it oozed silicone into her body. And she ended up dying because of the breast implant and poisoning her. And then also her eating disorder. She had malnutrition. So yeah, it's the beauty standards have had a big impact on my life. Oh my goodness. I'm just like, sorry to chip in here, but with what happened with that surgeon, I'm guessing that your sister's death was like the fault of that surgeon. So did like anything happen to him? Like, did he take any responsibility for that? Or is he still like a practicing surgeon? Because that's really bad. He is a practicing surgeon, which is sad. And yeah, there was a lawsuit, but my sister's family got barely anything because the lawyers for the giant company went after the doctor that was treating my sister and scared her into not testifying. And oh so God. it was really nothing. So my sister had two children that she left behind and one of 
that both really struggled with their bodies, but one is really healthy now and the other, my niece has struggled a lot because of all of this. That's horrible. I'm really sorry about that. Thank you. Well, it's why the body positive is here. So um, my daughter was a year old. Carmen was a year old when my sister died and I had gotten over my eating disorder on my own. Um, when I was in my early twenties, I'm a fighter. And I realized one day that I had felt like I wanted to die. And so I um, didn't, then I woke up, like I had these weird things happen, dreams and different things. And I kind of woke up and went, Oh, my God, I'm killing myself. And I don't want to, I want to live, but this isn't how I want to live. I want to be fully alive. And so I ended up leaving my partner who was part of my eating disorder, he would poke me in my thighs and tell me I was getting soft and should go running, even though I was an obsessive runner. Um, I left uh, my friend group that was very immersed in what is now called diet culture. And so I started hanging out with people who just loved food and loved to eat and loved to move and loved to talk about things other than their bodies and um, what they looked like. And we would go out and do really fun things and then um, ended up starting to date someone else who was just lovely around food. And so I really healed really quickly at that point. Um, and then so soon after that, Stephanie died and then there was Carmen and I just said, I will change the world for my daughter. I will not let her grow up thinking something wrong with her. And she did. She got to grow up in a different way. So, you know, out of suffering and pain, we can create change. That's a beautiful turn of event. Yeah, thank you. And a lesson to learn. So what about other country? I can only speak from my experience in the UK, but I think growing up like in a British secondary school, like I was always, I've always been quite skinny, quite small in that aspect. I felt like I was quite a late bloomer in the sense that I was really skinny, but I didn't have any boobs until I was probably about like 15, 16. So I felt like I always wanted to be something I wasn't. So when I was skinny, when I was younger, but I had a flat chest, I felt not good enough because I was flat and then as I grew up and I bloomed I felt like I was too big because I didn't just grow boobs like I grew curves and then I thought that I was gross because I was bigger but now I've realized that those things are ridiculous and it's a part of growing and my body isn't going to stay the same as it was when I was 14 or 12 and I like how it is now and I just realized that it's like my body is my home and I have to look after it and it looks the way it is because of how I treat it and I should celebrate it and look after it and not strive for something that I'm not and never going to be because I should just embrace how I am because that perfect as it is but yeah I think it was it's hard it's a hard thing to come to terms with when you're younger because obviously there's like a lot of comparison as well like I was always comparing myself to everyone else in my year because everyone develops at a different rate and I didn't really understand that but yeah no I definitely appreciate it a lot more now that's why we have the body positive so we can have conversations with young people during that time so we can actually talk about it right and you can talk about it with your peers Carmen, my daughter got to grow up <clears throat> when she hit puberty and everybody was changing at different rates and bodies were different and some were growing tall, some were growing out, you know, everybody was doing different things. They would talk about how there were differences, but they all started with knowing that they had beauty. And so they could look at the differences and feel the differences and see them, but without thinking something was wrong with them. And that's why... I do this work is because once you can have those kind of conversations, then they all grew up without any problems with their bodies. Or we've grown up being not educated enough about that. And I hope that thanks to you and other people doing a similar work to yours, that's going to change. And I feel like it is going to change because now the discussions are open and mm -hmm. I feel like something's going on and moving. Whereas 
when I was in middle school as well, it wasn't the case. And sometimes girls are mean to other girls because they're jealous or not feeling confident enough. And if those girls were being not well educated and if they can learn that their body is fine, that they're beautiful, then they won't hurt other girls for being who they are. When I was in middle school, I was also struggling with accepting my body how it is. And most of the girls in my class were like naturally beautiful. That's also a beauty standard in Germany that you are like glowing and not really putting much makeup, but also high quality clothing and stuff. And I was just struggling so much with like accepting myself and also being accepted by others like I really wanted to be like yeah part of these girls but they did not really accept me and this was really hard for me so now when I'm sometimes still struggling with accepting myself I'm like looking on Instagram seeing these body positivity hashtags or also skin positivity hashtags and this like encourages me so much that it is so easy now to reach out to others to talk about insecurities. I've been struggling so much with my skin for example and I could not accept myself the way I was. Now I can like go out without makeup without like struggling so much oh what will the others think like I hope that people will not judge anymore but we will all accept ourselves the way we are like in a way that be you typical like be you and then you're beautiful you know that's mm -hmm. that's really a nice message it is a beautiful message isn't it and the thing is even if people do judge us then we don't have to judge ourselves because yes I will be judged but if I don't take it and or if I feel it you know and then let it pass through so a lot of life is about letting all this stuff come into us and then letting it out how do we release it how do we release it and coming back to remembering we're alive and that's like what I got when I was you know 21 I was just like oh my god I'm alive I want to live I want to live and I want to be free I want to be free and I think this work is all about freedom what does my skin look like what is you know my skin is changing a lot because I'm getting old and so it's kind of like yeah and I got I got harassed on the street one day and some woman rolled by in her little car and was like shouldn't wear shorts like that with legs that look like yours and at that point it was like I don't know, six or seven years ago. So I've aged even more. And for a while, it really hurt. And it took me back to when I was young. And I used to get teased for having strong, big thighs. And so I, I struggled again, but I did the work, you know, I did the work of releasing it. And, you know, I wear shorts now. And But um, yeah, it's like letting it in and moving it through whatever people think, and then remembering why we're here yeah i can add about myself i'm a russian-speaking latvian so i grew up in kind of a russian society i went to russian school and stuff my parents are russian-speaking so i relate more to russian beauty standards than latvian because they're a little bit different i would say latvian beauty standard is being like very tall average height for latvian women is the highest in the world <laughs> and it's uh -huh. a beauty standard to be tall and slim and like almost have either no makeup and look beautiful or like a non-noticeable makeup so kind of like i guess modern models like bella hadid and stuff this is kind of the beauty standard in latvia but russian beauty standards are a little bit different uh, like the being very skinny is still a beauty standard but in terms of face you don't actually uh, big cheeks are more of a beauty standard having like a doll like face if you know russian dolls matryoshka it's like a round dolly face with red cheeks that's kind of more of a beauty standard i i can't say i struggled with kind of accepting myself as a uh, as a kid as a child it, it became more of an issue when I became an adult but more because of my 
my mom actually because she was very harsh about everything she was like oh you need to get lip filler you need to lose weight you need to do this and that you need to get a plastic surgery but yeah I feel like my mom has been the person that has been the most judgmental in my life after some time after I started traveling more abroad just to visit different countries visit my friends I also married a person that is from a different country my husband's Portuguese I studied in the UK so I I've seen all these different countries and I realized in each country beauty standards are so different and even inside of the country every person still has different kind of views on what is beautiful and what isn't so there's no point trying to fit in because you can't it's impossible to make everyone like you there's still gonna be people that are gonna think oh before you were better or now you're better or whatever <laughs> embrace what you have that's what I learned for myself embrace who I am and trying to be happy Right. And that's freedom. That really is freedom. And I, I have to say, it's really hard when parents are the ones that are telling you things and criticizing. My dad was the one that really criticized my sister a lot, the one who died. And um, she was too big. She shouldn't eat this. She shouldn't do that. And he had his own issues about his body. And uh, it's really, really hard. And and it's interesting because I work with a lot of parents, but they, they want to just blame social media. I'm like, well, let's look at your own stuff, you know, and see how you're doing with your own stuff and what you're conveying to your children. So it's really powerful, the people around us. And as for me, well, in France, I feel like we have kind of the same beauty standards as in Latvia about the Bella Hadid, stuff like that. But back then when I was affected by those beauty standards, it was more the big boobs, big butt with Kim Kardashian and all that. But I was in middle school. This is a time where you kind of start to bloom, but not every girl at the same time. And I was part of the girl who kind of never bloomed but that's fine like I love the way that I'm that I am right now back then it was a big issue for me so it led to well I tried my best to reach those beauty standards and I happened to put socks in my bra to make it bigger but girls in my school noticed it and instead of telling me oh you have that maybe you should just do something well they told the entire school what was going on so I ended up being harassed because of that and it became a big issue for me well I, I didn't want it to go to school anymore I tried my best to gain weight eat a lot it didn't help because my metabolism is just made to be like not skinny but I'm just really thin and when I ended up gaining some weight to feel healthy I was afraid to gain more which led to bulimia issues that I'm still struggling with but I'm doing better every day and I'm proud about that I also feel like sometimes people are not really believing me when I'm saying I have those bulimia issues but sometimes people are like are like no you're not bulimic well yes I am mm -hmm. but if you just could stop not believing me and just accepting it that's my mom she's like that she's not I think she doesn't want to believe it but just to be like no my children is fine I love her I know she's just doing this for me but it's not helping I think I'm doing better and I feel like since I'm growing up the people around me are growing up as well so I can't say I'm feeling this negativity anymore because I feel like the people are more educated and 
more into body positivity right now than they were before. When people don't believe you, that's really hard. Or when people want to try and force you out of what you're going through. And, and it is hard. And the healing part is hard. That's why I changed my whole friend group. I had one friend who said, I told her, there wasn't even a word for bulimia when I had it, or I didn't know it, which is very strange. But I told her my behaviors. And she said, well, if you do that again, I'm not going to be your friend. So Fortunately, I was like, okay, I'll just not be your friend anymore. I don't want to be your friend if that's how you're going to be with me. But then I found a group of friends that were really supportive and it made all the difference. It's really important to create our own families or our support groups. Yeah. So, well, you've talked about creating a, a good groups around you. Do you have other advice to tell our listeners to fight those beauty standards and those behaviors? Yes. What is my advice? Um, first of all, yes, really pay attention to the people around you and what they sound like. And if they're all trashing themselves, first of all, that's really hard to be around. Um, and you don't, you know, maybe you don't feel like fixing everybody, but finding people around you that aren't obsessed with talking about all of this all the time, or when you do talk about it, you're talking about the real issues, like the struggles and how to overcome them. Um, but just wanting to be free, wanting to live, wanting to use these bodies because they are what give us life and allow us to talk to each other and allow us to have experiences and that's that's why we have these bodies and that's a really beautiful thing I think another thing is to really honor um, who we come from and seeing beauty and our ancestors even so it's tricky though because if you don't like your ancestors if you've had been harmed by them um, to think about ancestors in a different way of like a friend group or an affi affiliate group or um, affinity group like people who work to give you the rights that you have now um, or it might be um, you know your chosen family that you've created but also or that or imagining way back that there's somebody back there that was your ancestor that brought beauty in through you that this this is who I am and this is the body I have and all the struggles that came through and I get to be here now and I get to break free from um, generational stuff and I get to be me here now without having to carry that forward that's very very powerful thing to do um, and we at the body positive we do a lot of work around that um, and then the other is to be kind and have develop your practice of self-love self-love kind of has become sort of a self-love light I want to say in the world you know in social media self-love self-love but self-love self-love is like coming down into your body into your heart into your gut listening to your intuition to know what feels good you know and we do a lot of that work too at the body positive what how do I feel when I watch you know if I'm looking at social media and it's making me feel like I think I'm ugly then why am I doing that you know what and I know it's addictive or whatever but like what feels good what doesn't so if I turn here and I look at this stuff that makes me feel better like if it's a body positive thing or whatever it is or friends that are doing something different that feels good okay so always consciously thinking how do I feel same with food same with movement same with the people in my life how do I feel and in my body Am I tight? Am I weighted? Am I, you know, sinking down, feeling low? Then something's going on that I want to change. And then we dig deep for that courage to say, okay, I want to make change. I want to feel good and I deserve to feel good. And I think that that's the other key part of this is I deserve to have joy in my life. I am amazing and it's not out of conceit. It's just that I'm a human being here on the planet and I have beauty and that's not from conceit. When I have beauty and start my definition with myself, everybody gets to have beauty because I've taken myself out of the beauty hierarchy. I'm not in that comparison game. And that is so freeing. 
And so it starts with saying, I have beauty and really honoring that and then being a role model for that. And it doesn't mean every day is perfect. I don't love myself every day. I have hard days in different ways. I struggle with my body, but I love my body. Then I do the work to accept it, you know, because of all the conditioning and all of the messaging. So we start with love and then we do acceptance work and we heal ourselves from all of the wounds that have been (laughs) put on us from the harsh world. And so you've talked about the body positive. Can you tell us more about it and what you're doing in the organization? Sure. So we started it about 27, 28 years ago. I got the idea 28 years ago. And what we do is we work with people. We have a curriculum that we share with people. Anybody can get trained to be a Be Body Positive facilitator. We have this beautiful curriculum if you want to work with groups. Um, We do a lot with schools. And so what we're creating are materials. We have five competencies of our Be Body Positive model reclaim health, practice intuitive self-care, cultivate self-love, declare your own authentic beauty and build community. And so all of our lessons and all of our work is around teaching those competencies. And so that's mainly what we do. We work with also professionals, therapists, dietitians, and other professionals. A lot of yoga teachers take our trainings and just to bring this work to others in our lives. So anybody can do it. And um, right now we're also working on a curriculum for teachers who teach young children. So the kindergarten through the middle school years, because that's when we can have true real prevention and real opening of there's a different way to be in our bodies. So that's mainly what we do. That's nice. So it's mainly in the US? No, it's all over the world. We're in 28 countries. Yes, it's big in all these different places. Um, My colleague Elizabeth just got back from Rwanda, where she worked with girls from Afghanistan who are in exile at a school called SOLA, School of Leadership Afghanistan. And so they have had to leave their country, um, and but they're struggling with their bodies. And so one of the teachers invited Elizabeth to come and speak and do work with them. And so that's that was really exciting. But yeah, we're in 28 countries. That's good. That's spreading yes. a lot of the movement. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Our trainings are all online, so it's really easy. They're all self-paced. You know, we make it possible for anyone to take them, whether they have funding or not. So we just really want people to be able to first heal themselves and then do the work out in the world. And, and my thing is that for people who then choose to have children or work with children or have young people in their lives, that we can pass on this different message. We can be different types of role models to them. And I think that that's one of the joys of my work, because I work with a lot of young people, um, is just to be able to say there's a different way of being. And it doesn't mean struggles go away. Life is hard. Life is really hard. And we struggle, but we can be kind to ourselves and we can do it differently. And we can be different in our bodies and we can just be here um, in our bodies and um, do the best we can. And just really, there's no perfection. There's no perfection. There's nothing to perfect. We just go along and we pick ourselves up when we fall down and we keep going and we surround ourselves with lovely people who care about us just because of who we are. So that will provide a better future, I feel like. So how do you envision this future of body positivity and the role that the body positive might play in shaping it? Yes, my vision. That's what I think of all the time. Just imagine how much energy and talent and intelligence and time could be put towards the things in the world that really need attention. Stopping wars, feeding hungry people, you know, working with people 
people who have been harmed through domestic violence, you know, all of the issues around racism and sexism. And I mean, if we all just stopped doing this and turning on ourselves, that we put that energy, that healing energy out to working in the world to create change. That's my hope. How do we do that? I think that we start working with young children. That's why we want to have the little ones and get the adults in their lives to change themselves and stop saying stuff that's harmful. And then we raise children who can grow up having no idea that something should ever be wrong with their bodies. Imagine what the world would be like. There would be so much more peace. We would be happier with ourselves and we would put joy and love out into the world. That's that's my vision. So I want to see our new curriculum. It's, it's almost, we're getting there. We'll be done this year and I want to see it in every school. We need to raise money to finish all that. We're kind of um, an odd organization for funders to understand so why this work is important. So that's my main struggle with it all, but I, I'm never going to give up. That's important because your work is going to help many people. And I wish that back then there would have been someone like you and someone who had heard about your organization to talk about it when I was in middle school to help me because I've found my way, but it'll be better for the next ones. Yeah, I wish it had been here for me too. I would have probably still had a sister and um, I wouldn't have struggled and wasted so much time and had so much pain. Yeah. I think conversations are like one of the most important things because I feel like lots of girls especially grow up thinking that there's something wrong with themselves without realizing that so many other people feel the same way. Even people we compare ourselves to have their own struggles as well. So I think it's really important just to get people talking about it. And I think that can be said for everywhere around the world. I agree. Yeah, that's yeah. why we're here. Human. That's why we were giving, given this ability to talk things through instead of fighting all the time. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's also very important that we all realize that beauty is not something that is outer beauty, but it's also about inner beauty. That if you are kind, if you are giving, if you are soulful, then you enrich the world and you become automatically so beautiful. I mean, when I see a person and I see how kind they are and how they treat others, how beautiful they act, then I just um, automatically think that they are beautiful. And then they become even more beautiful on the outside. So we all act like that. If we all become more aware of our kindness, of our actions, then I think the world will also become a better place. Absolutely, 100%. And what I love with this work is that, yeah, we have all this beauty, all these qualities that are so beautiful beautiful like you just mentioned Jennifer that like they do come through they ooze like it's almost like they ooze through our pores and we look different in the world we have more light it's because we have more light and that's what people notice and it doesn't matter what you physically look like what all the little parts look like it's the whole you're suddenly this whole being that is emanating light when we can all do that then we change the world and we will save the planet that way I mean our planet's in trouble it's it's a commitment this is we are part of the planet our body are part of the planet we need to we need to take care of them in german we even have a word for that it's called ausstrahlung which means being radiant and being like glowy from within and kind that's great there's actually a word yeah and that could be the word of the end so well connie thank you so much for being part of our episode and giving those very good advice and i really hope this will help any of our listeners to guide them and help them so yeah thank you so much much and do check the body positive if you are interested in taking a course to help other people yes so we are thebodypositive.org and then also we're on instagram we have a good instagram work so at the body positive and 
you want more information, info at the Body Positive, you can get in touch with us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Connie. It's been my Thank pleasure. You. And enjoy. Yeah, have a wonderful rest of your day. And- we hope you like this episode of International Sisters Helpline. Remember to check us out on our Instagram where you can interact with us and have the opportunity to be involved in future episodes. And subscribe to our newsletter if you want to hear more from us. That's all for now, guys. See you next episode. Bye.